focus your attention on the Word of God. So, Ezekiel chapter 13. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who are prophesying, and say to those who are prophesying from their own hearts, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and see nothing. Your prophets have been like jackals among ruins, O Israel. You have not gone up into the breaches or built up a wall for the house of Israel that it might stand in battle on the day of the Lord. They have seen false visions and lying divinations. They say, declares the Lord, when the Lord has not sent them, and yet they expect him to fulfill their word. Have you not seen a false vision and uttered a lying divination? Whenever you have said, declares the Lord, although I have not spoken. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have uttered falsehood and seen lying visions. Therefore, behold, I am against you, declares the Lord God. My hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and who give lying divinations. They shall not be in the council of my people, nor be enrolled in the register of the house of Israel now, nor shall they enter the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord God, precisely because they misled my people, saying, Peace, when there is no peace. And because when they, the people build a wall, these prophets smear it with whitewash, say to those who smear it with whitewash that it shall fall. There will be a deluge of rain, and you, O great hailstones, will fall, and a stormy wind break out. And when the wall falls, will it not be said to you, Where is the coating with which you smeared it? Therefore thus says the Lord God, I will make the stormy wind break out in my wrath. And there shall be a deluge of rain in my anger, and great hailstones and wrath to make a full end. And I will break down the wall that you've smeared with whitewash, and bring it down to the ground so that its foundations will be laid bare. When it falls, you shall perish in the midst of it, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Thus will I spend my wrath upon the wall and upon those who have smeared it with whitewash, and I will say to you, The wall is no more, nor those who smeared it. The prophets of Israel who prophesied concerning Jerusalem and saw visions of peace for her, when there was no peace, declares the Lord God. And you, son of man, set your face against the daughters of your people who prophesy out of their own hearts. Prophesy against them and say, Thus says the Lord God, Woe to the women who sew magic bands upon all wrists, and make bales for the heads of persons of every stature, and hunt for souls. Will you hunt down souls belonging to my people and keep your own souls alive? You have profaned me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread, putting to death souls who should not die and keeping alive souls who should not live. By your lying to my people who listen to lies. Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against your magic bands with which you hunt the souls like birds. And I will tear them from your arms, and I will let the souls whom you hunt go free, the souls like birds. Your veils also I will tear off and deliver my people out of your hand, and they shall be no more in your hand as prey, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Because you have disheartened the righteous falsely, Although I have not grieved him, and you have encouraged the wicked that he should not turn from his evil way to save his life, therefore you shall no more see false visions, nor practice divination. I will deliver my people out of your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord.
it struck me when Jay was doing announcements that uh, the, the other, we had a, a, a session meeting uh, Tuesday and we, we had a deliberate end at a certain time, so we didn't develop a few things, but we were kind of doing it on the fly. Uh, the men's Bible study being one. The other is our midweek service. Um, we, we're coming out of the COVID thing and uh, trying to be faithful to do the things that the church is called to do. We've adapted practices to accommodate that and protect the congregation. And so we're um, thinking what sorts of ways to do, to kind of, uh, how should I put it? Uh, Go back to the ordinary structure, and one of, one of those ordinary structures is a mid, is we we had a thriving midweek prayer meeting, and we still have a thriving midweek prayer meeting, but it's a Zoom prayer meeting. So uh, we used to have a thriving Friday morning men's Bible study, and, and uh, some of that's a geographical location of uh, the Tunings, uh, who hosted that for years. But we figured we should resume that, and another thing we should resume is the um, is the midweek service, um, and we're going to start with a uh, we're going to keep the Zoom prayer meeting aspect, uh, but we're also going to add uh, a midweek choir practice during that that time, and we're we're working on the details of that. So if you have any input or ideas or thoughts, um, CJ. <laughs> see, see me or one of your elders, uh, and we'll, uh, including Jay, if you have any input on that. False prophets and prophetesses is the name that I gave uh, for the message. The um, and, and there really is a parallelism, a parallelism, uh, and you can see hopefully in this uh, outline uh, of of this chapter. And I'm not going to go through uh, everything in the chapter except to um, point out a few, uh, I think, very relevant applications uh, to today. Um, the the title uh, prophets of Israel is termed used uh, by God to Ezekiel to denote uh, who these people are in verse two and it's, there's this there's this uh, repetition and you can't really see this alliteration and our, our, I'm so proud of Jay's learning art that. Alliterations are played so <laughs> adroitly. I mean, it's just like it's growing and it's preaching, and you really can't see it, but it's it's here in the original language in, in verse two. It's a it's a play on words between uh, the Hebrew word uh, for fool and the Hebrew word for prophet, which are very similar in sight and sound in the original um, language and you really can't see the mocking tone but it's there and God is saying uh, to 
Ezekiel, son of man, his favorite term for Ezekiel, used over 80 times in this book, prophesied against the prophets of Israel, for they are who are prophesying, and say to those who prophesy from their own hearts, hear the word of the Lord. They're not speaking the word of God. They're speaking their own thoughts and their own opinion. Um, someone noted that I was wearing uh, yesterday at the wedding. I, I didn't know. You know, I always always wear my black one of my black preaching and burying suits for for every wedding. <laughs> and also, uh, and, and since I didn't know if there was any color coordination going on, I noticed I was completely uncolor coordinated. Um, but the um, the um, the um, they, they claimed these false prophets. Excuse me, the text. I don't know what to say. That's scary. They were. They claimed. <laughs> have a word from the Lord that they did not. Uh, and, and the accusation from the Lord through Ezekiel is they prophesy out of their own vain imagination. Ezekiel declared what the Lord told him to say, not what he thought he should say. Oh, I, I, know, what, I know why I said this. I, I remember. <laughs> Somebody asked me why I was wearing a black suit and a black tie. I said, because it matches the color of my heart. <laughs> it's true. But the, imagine, the vain imagination so often comes in when we think that we have a good heart. I always cringe when tells, someone tells me that. You know, you have such a good heart. Well, you really don't know me very well. I know my heart. Jeremiah, the prophet, the contemporary of Ezekiel in chapter 17, describes everyone's heart. 17 verse 9. The heart is deceitful. And it is, it's speaking of every human heart. It's deceitful. It's wicked. It's deceitful beyond everything else. No, who can know the depths of uh, the sinfulness of the heart? And unless, as Ezekiel has already prophesied, that heart is removed, that black, sinful, stony heart is removed by the by the heart surgeon of heaven, the Lord himself, and replaced with a heart of flesh, then it can only speak lies. And that's what Ezekiel says. He calls, he said, the Lord God says to them, woe to these foolish prophets who follow their own spirit. You know, that, that's, the, that's the mantra of this current age, right? Just follow your heart. Do what your heart tells you to do. Hmm. What a mess that has walked. 
this generation. Heart is deceitful above all else. Who can know it? The Lord Jesus in Mark's Gospel, chapter 7, it says it's from out of the heart that comes all the wickedness and the corruption that defiles a person. It's not what goes into a person, but what comes out of their heart that defiles them. These prophets, these false prophets, prophesy lies. And the result is catastrophic. They, they seduce people with a false hope and a false security. They seduce people with, a, with a patriotism. You're, you're Jewish. God's, God's uh, presence lies with you in the temple. Uh, and, and Ezekiel, Ezekiel mocks them. He says, Who, how dare you go around saying a mantra? This is the temple of the Lord. This is the temple of the Lord. This is the temple of the Lord. And we will be protected. It was a false hope and a false comfort. I was, uh, I've told my testimony many times. And the uh, Lord, uh, saved me in a Methodist uh, revival meeting when I was 12 years old. And I, I really believe uh, he, he did. And I grew as a young believer, but as a uh, young te teenager, as teenagers all, all I, I stand testimony that God can call uh, our uh, wanderers back to himself. I'm living proof of that. And I went as far as away from the war as I could for several years as a young man up through college. But I remember in those early years, as I was walking with the Lord in, in, the, in, the, in the Methodist church, they decided if you have a... Anyway, they thought I was called to ministry early. I, even, I preached my first sermon when I was 13 years old in, in this large Methodist church. And uh, it was awful. I just remember <laughs> how awful it was. <laughs> and uh, that's another thing Methodists do that we will never do. But uh, I'm sorry, Mom, if you're watching the live stream. <laughs> I'll never forget, my mother worked as a nurse at a nursing home. I never will forget. And she loved to, to uh, introduce me as her son, who was going to be a preacher. And I, and I was, and uh, one of our dear colleagues here was a, a dear, saint named Mary Alice. And Mary Alice was someone skeptical. And she stuck her finger in my face, I'll never forget. You make sure you use call. Some of them preachers weren't called, they just went. That stuck with me. And that's exactly what Ezekiel is saying about the false prophets. They weren't called. They just went. And they went with a popular message that was not the Word of God. We live in a church world in the United States of America that is covered with false prophets who traffic off of false teaching and false religion. It is truly amazing. Those, those uh, who take the word of God and, 
and uh, claim to believe it, and then completely ignore the, the basics of his message. Uh, another mentor of mine later on, when I was called the ministry first in Arkansas, was uh, Dr. Rick Canada, uh, president of Reform Seminary, who was pastor of Covenant Church in Little Rock, and the church that called me up here um, way before my time at age 25. But uh, anyway, that's another story. But he would say to me often about, and this helped me tremendously as a, as a young pastor. He says, just know, know this, in dealing with ministers from um, mainline uh, churches and how they're trained, it's not, and it's, and it's not what they say that is bad. Necessarily. It's what they don't say. They, they say part of the truth, part of what's true, but they don't say the whole truth. And I believe that was the beginning of the decline. And it continues. And that's true even in our present situation there's a there's a there's a tendency to take the word of god and to set it aside even among uh, our evangelical community to, to dumb down uh, the inerrancy of scripture to make it less than what it is and it goes back to the first lie that was told humanity by satan himself when he said god hasn't said this is true and introduced that thought to Adam and Eve in which they accepted that lie, and the lie has continued. There is a specific uh, false prophecy in, in mind here in this particular uh, text. It's in Jeremiah chapter 28. It's the false prophecy of one uh, named Zediah, chapter 28 of Jeremiah. I think it's says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two years I will bring back to this place all the vessels of the Lord's house which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took away from this place and carried to Babylon. I will also bring back to this place Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and all the exiles from Judah who went to Babylon, declares the Lord, for I, for I break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Of the people listen to it. Uh, 
23, verse 9, concerning the prophets, my heart is broken within me, all my bones shake, I'm like a drunken man, like a man overcome by wine because of the Lord and because of his holy word. For the land is full of adulterers because of the curse, the land mourns, and the pastures of the wilderness are dried up. Their course is evil and their might is not right. Both prophet and priest are ungodly. Even in my house I have found their evil. Therefore their way shall be to them like slippery paths in the darkness into which they shall be driven and fall. For I will bring disaster upon them in the year of their punishment, declares the Lord. He goes on to speak of, of their work. God's judgment falls when his word is not faithfully proclaimed. I tremble at the thought of being a prophet of, of the Old Testament. I also tremble at being a pastor because the last thing I ever want to do is mishandle uh, the word of God. To say things that are not contained in it. But there are all kinds of things being said that are false. It's not only those who deny the Bible and say platitudes out of the Bible that aren't full of truth. It's those who preach a, a gospel of peace and prosperity, which is essentially what these prophets were doing. They were preaching peace in our time. God's not going to conquer Jerusalem. He's going to turn it back. Uh, I... Uh, Presuming name Justin, I can't remember Justin's last name, but he has um, he has a, a ministry of uh, confronting prosperity preachers. He has Parkinson's disease and he's now confined to a wheelchair. And he will wheel into a a, uh, a prosperity gospel healing service and and uh, ask them if they would would heal him, and then they'll proceed to to uh, expose them uh, in their in their fallacy and, and show them how unlike the prophets and unlike the healing ministry of Jesus, they truly are. Just think about it. When Jesus was here, when he healed people, he healed everyone. Uh, if Jesus were, were doing that healing ministry, he would go to the hospital. And he, would, he went to the place, the pool of Bethsaida. He went to the places where the sick and the blind and the lame were, and he healed them all. His miracles in his earthly ministry were to affirm him as Messiah. The proof of uh, their false teaching is, is in the evidence of what they claim to do versus what they do. The line of um, feel-good theology. Um, someone wrote a book about moral therapeutic deism uh, a while back. I used to quote it all the time. It's smiling back there because he knows that I got on this uh, kick. But it's still there. We tell people what they want to hear to make them feel good. And not only there, but all of the religious... Uh, fervor in the world uh, cannot bring salvation, whether it's Roman Catholicism and its works righteousness or any number of other uh, 
false religions that claim that you can be good enough to earn heaven. There is always some theme and variation. All the false cults pray to this, prey on people who are, are, are brought into this false teaching. The, tr the truth about what God has said in his word uh, is what we are to faithfully uh, proclaim. That's the false prophets. God's judgment on them. He will bring them to ruin. Not only are there false prophets brought out in this text, there are false prophets. Verse 13. Is it verse 13? That's verse 17. I'm sorry. I can't read my writing. He would just quickly. The judgment is there. What people build with. Which is white whitewash is a was a form of uh, watered down mortar, and to make a, a a stone fence or a stone wall look good, they would put this whitewash over it to make it shine. The most uh, famous example of this is the pyramids of Egypt and the caps. You see some remnants of that whitewash. Most of it is gone, but they whitewash those so they would gleam in the sun. Well, that's what. And, and when a, a storm or rain would come in the desert, it gets preserved for a long time. But in places where there's rain and hail and storms, it's gone quickly. And if it's uh, dependent on the support of all, it will fall. And so the, so the writer here is saying that uh, you built with this faulty, these false prophecies, this wall, that you think is going to protect you, and the reality is it's going to crumble and be destroyed. It's also a play on what Jesus told the Pharisees when he rebuked them. He called them whitewashed tombs. Outwardly you look all pretty and nice, but inwardly you're false. So it's not only when his wrath will fall upon them, and the false prophetesses as well. Set your face against the daughters of your people who prophesy out of their own hearts. The same charge. They're not speaking God's word. They're speaking their own thoughts. Now, it's a fact there are prophetesses in the Old Testament and mentioned in the New Testament as well. In the Old Testament, there's Miriam, there's Deborah, there's Huldah in Judges, in the New Testament, there's Anna, and then there's one instance in Acts, I can't remember where there offices. But they're not offices in the church. And they're, and they're very rare in the Bible. And they... Um, In 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1, they're not mentioned in the, on the, in the qualifications of officers and the church. So, but, but, but again, the scripture here 
gives them credence, calls them prophets. Again, in a mocking way. And then proceeds to tell how they are judged. It's a form of witchcraft that's described. They make veils. They hunt for souls. They, they say, that, and these are people who are in Babylon, they, they say they can keep souls alive. They, they do it for nothing. They do it for pieces of bread. They do it, they, they're, not, they're not getting wealthy over it. They're doing it to, to, for subsistence. It's wicked. Because of it, God is not pleased and he will bring judgment upon them. Um, God will deliver people out of their hand. There are, there are many false prophets. As I, I surveyed this afternoon briefly, um, prosperity uh, gospel preachers, about, about half of them are, are women that are currently popular. It's, uh, it's really something to Old. Uh, it's an office that is given specifically to men in the Bible, in the First Timothy three, Titus one, the office of ministry. Uh, by that very fact, uh, it would exclude uh, those who would do these things. But then to take it to the next place to practice witchcraft and divination, I think of so many. Mainline churches where women pastors advocate for wickedness. You see it constantly. They'll, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll roll out Reverend Mrs. So and so, or Miss, never visits, Miss so, something to advocate for the murder of unborn children or some are or advocate uh, for, um, well, so many are homosexual themselves. And so many are involved in these kinds of practices. But the mocking here of the prophetesses is they do it for just nothing. They do it just to spite God. I try to think of an analogy, the best analogy I could come up with. I saw that. The other day I was going up Township Avenue and I looked over to the right and there was a, a terrible card reader, you know. It was in this little dumpy place way in the back. And usually if you see a place like that, it's usually in a, in a dump or a dock. And I thought, uh, and, I, and that's how Ezekiel's mind, you know, if you really were able to read the future, <laughs> you would win the lottery every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> You, you would know who was going to win. You would, know, you would beat every bookie in Las Vegas, right? Hmm. What was that movie that was about that? Some old zip gets the book and he's able to become a multi-billionaire because he knows the outcome of every game for 50 years, back, back to the future. Just, just as a prosperity preachers, if they really could heal people, they, 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 we wouldn't have, we wouldn't need any medical care. 
They prophesy lies, false visions. They practice divination. Rebellion against God always produces lies. And at the bottom of the lies is emptiness and hopelessness. Ezekiel warns the people against it. He warns us against it. Don't believe the lie. Believe the truth. I, um, as Jay mentioned earlier, carry by our dear sister in the Lord, 45 years old this week, is uh, soon to be with the Lord. She's not there already. I, I, I doubt if she will be on the, in this world through the night. Um, but what has just amazed me and everyone who's been with her through this trial is how confident and how strong faith has been. Even when she could barely speak, every, every time you speak a word of affirmation of the gospel, she says, amen, yes. Do you believe this, Carrie? Yes. In, this, in the face of, I've never seen such suffering in 40 years. I've never seen such physical suffering in 40 years of ministry. We witness, witness uh, what this, uh, the ravages of this disease, and, and I've never seen such courage uh, in the face of uh, suffering. Um, that's what Ezekiel's trying to communicate to the people of God. It's, judgment is coming. It's going to be fierce. It's going to be difficult. God's grace and his word is sufficient even in the darkest trial. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this truth about false teachers, false prophets, false prophetesses. Guard our minds and hearts with the truth that we would recognize these things when they come about. May we speak the truth in love at all times. And be filled with joy and confidence because of what you're doing. Bless us as we turn from your word to your table. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our hymn of preparation for communion is 536. Jesus calls us.